0: Can I come up with one? Yeah, it's your turn. Harnessing electricity. <laughs> okay, all right. Episode three, harnessing electricity. <laughs> this is going to be dumb. pinging through the ether <laughs> like, like a giant emotion. emotion. There's lotion, there's lotion. Sometimes, sometimes commotion. Sometimes, sometimes locomotion. Rank ideas. Take it to the bank ideas.
1: ideas. <laughs> all right, welcome everyone to Rank Ideas podcast episode three.
0: I'm Nick. I'm Chris. Uh, it's really great to g- have you guys back. Um, yeah, thanks for listening. If you've listened to all of them, thank you so much. Yeah. It's, yeah. This, this, is, we, this is a podcast for the completists.
1: Yeah. And it, uh, I guess, punishingly for you, it will go into eternity. Yes. There's, I mean... Or until we run out of ideas, which should be about episode 12.
0: That's it. <laughs> um, speaking of, so uh, let's keep... Until the list gets unwieldy... Um, let's keep uh, reviewing the rankings at the yep. top so at the moment we have um, at our at the top of the list at the moment of our three ideas ranked so far we have the human idea of generosity um, at the bottom we have the male mm-hmm. and in the center we have the idea of lunch so pretty strong from it so far in terms of how much it uh, how much breadth of um, at least my day-to- day it already covers. <laughs>
1: How much mail do you <laughs> do you engage with?
0: I mean, uh, the the trick is to not ent- not engage with the first chunk of mail that you get, so that they keep having to send reminder notices. <laughs> yeah, well,
1: I learned my lesson. Um, we're looking today at the idea. Actually, of, actually, before, oh yeah.
0: before that, um, oh, I turned my phone off. I was going to do the gag of just sliding the phone across the table so that Chris could see uh, the little red unread email icon oh right my thing because I mean,
1: oh that'd be a good competition i don't have my phone on me because i'm a consummate professional
0: sh- the amount of the yeah mine tends to it's people of a certain type of personality you tend to actually yeah. actually become nauseous when they see how many yeah unread emails i have
1: uh do the people that you um have as romantic partners in your life are they inbox zero types
0: uh most the majority of them have been definitely mine yeah. too yeah. and
1: i am I'm, I'm certainly north of ten thousand. I wonder if I'm north of thirty thousand. Uh, I know it's high.
0: I'm north of forty six thousand. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last time I checked. Yeah, it's my it's my favorite thing.
1: But I don't know if that's like indicative of a trait or just popularity at that point. Yeah. You well, know, or, or or how once many you're past a few a few thousand unread emails, you're probably the same type of person.
0: <laughs> or just how much spam you've recklessly clicked into your yeah, inbox. True.
1: true. Yeah. Multiplying factors.
0: Great. I feel like this. Uh, you know, um, this slight deviation into um, you know, devices and technology mm. um, sets up in the thinnest possible way, a segue into the topic you were about to, the idea you were about to introduce. Of course,
1: because today we're going to rank harnessing electricity. The human idea of harnessing electricity. I was going to just say electricity, but of course, you know, we, we didn't come up with electricity. It's so out what, there. Yeah, it's out there, whether we like it or not. Um. <laughs> like magic. <laughs> exactly. Vril. <laughs> <laughs> um oh. Real? Did we talk about real the other day? No. Uh, did are you familiar with the concept of real? No. Uh, I don't know where it comes from. It's some um, it's some um, I, th- I think it's from some German science fiction or fantasy or something from you know maybe say the nineteenth century. Yeah. Uh, but the Theosophists were really big into gotcha. this idea of real as some sort of magic life force, and some special people could wield the real in a unique way, mm. and you know, therefore, you know manifest more of what they wanted out of the world. Anyway, the only reason this came up... Learning the, the word Vril seemed like dead knowledge at the back of my brain, but it came back recently, decades later, because um, Tiger Webb, the uh, linguist uh, for the ABC, mm-hmm. he, he uh, tweeted that Bovril, the, the beefy drink, yes. is bovine Vril. That's that's <sighs> the, the, the etymology of it. How great is that? That's really good. So Bovril, uh, if you don't know, it's like marmite or vegemite or it's, it's just a sort of gross tarry uh, essence except instead of being of yeast it's of beef somehow I, I don't want to know what the process is of that but and they they mix it with water in the disgusting uh, british isles to have um, it's a, a in, beefy tea
0: yeah it's in the um uh heroic anglo-saxon tradition of brown foodstuffs <laughs> <laughs> yeah. hp sauce of adding the brown adding more brownness to a meal Pretty, oh, we un- we should rank int-
1: English foods. I, mm. I'd like to see that. Yeah. I mean, we've done lunch. We need to write to episode yeah. 70 now. Yeah, but we'll space it out. Yeah, <laughs> space out my interests. <laughs> um, um, but harnessing electricity, however, is the, I guess, pretty simple to define. It's the human endeavour of um, magnifying our capacity to do things by taking, I'm not a scientist here, but taking the electrical energy and and, and I don't know, making... I things, the world dance for us. <laughs> exactly.
0: Yes. Um, that's the yeah. scientific term. That's it. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. I think um, I too am not an electrical electrical engineer, but yeah, I think it's it's basically about spinning in God's eye. I think is step one. <laughs> um. So what? Yeah. What made you? What made this one occur to you, Chris?
1: Well, I guess it's a magnification of human power. Look, I didn't think of it too much. I, mm. I just think if I initially go, oh, that's good, then yeah. I then I. Without challenging, want to pitch it great. because I, I don't. Wanna, I want to save the interrogation for now. You yeah, know, I don't want to come with my with dot points and and, and gags.
0: And I only like asked that. him, listeners so that I can rip off his approach to coming up with ideas. <laughs> so this, is, this is great. You mean justify your, your your current approach anyway? That's. Is there another way to ideate?
1: Current is an electrical button. Ah.
0: <laughs>
1: if not funny, <laughs> um, but uh, I think that there's something there because. Because it's often one of the, you know, it's it's a miracle turning point in our species mm. societies. It's a, it's enabled unimaginable things, things that would have been unimaginable prior to its its harnessing. But are those things ultimately for the better? I guess is our question. So this is one that could also be applied to, you know, steam power or like yeah. a whole bunch, of, you know, industrialization or, or whatever. But I, I think I think uh, harnessing electricity does does capture enough of it. To, to be worth exploring and I don't know like in fact even in this room right now I can see a, a kilowatt hours thing turning over it's a, a gentle reminder of, of the stuff that we all have going on in this room we've got the the recording device going we've mm-hmm. got phones we've got a light it's even though it's the middle of the day we've got lights on um we're wearing stuff that would have been made out of electricity everything here would have been made from yep. electricity it's, it's hard to imagine a modern world. Without it, we'd be going back to.
0: At the very least, I mean, I, I think, you know, this this is very. I'm just time stamping the episode by uh, talking about the thing that is. 2024 Olympics. E- exactly, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and the fact that they've just added the electric uh, dressage events. <laughs> <into> it. <laughs> it's very entertaining <laughs> and cruel. Um, <laughs> no, the. Um, uh, the modern discourse around uh, how our circadian rhythms have been affected and yeah. our sleep is being affected by um, electric light. Mm-hmm. I think people are talking about screens mostly, but I feel like if you boil it down to the to the point of change, the point of change yeah. a, of our relationship to light and darkness wasn't smartphones in any way. It was electric light, surely in the first place, um, as a as a thing that could. I mean, I guess that's arguable. Like, I guess you could say as soon as we were harnessing fire, we were creating chain states in the light and the darkness around it. But electric light seemed to be – it seems like an order of magnitude jump in terms of our control about how much, how much light we could have for how much of the 24-hour of the day.
1: I mean, even just looking at electric light would be you know, a compelling idea on its own. But mm-hmm. I think um, – like, I, I have I, – like, I'm, I'm an adult – and, uh, you know, reasonably well-educated, and I've experienced a range of things in the world. I would say I'm in the top half of, you know, variety of experience. But I marvel and delight at things like, you know, if it's nighttime and I'm walking around and there's a full moon and, um you know, I li- we live in Canberra suburbs, so they're, they're pretty dark. And so you can you can notice that and be like, yeah. oh, wow, well, it's lighter than it normally is. Imagine what the difference would be if you never had these streetlights between a full moon and, and you know... Uh, uh, what, I, I don't. I don't even know how to describe what the darkest moon is. So far, divorced am I from from nature? Is it uh, a crescent moon, or is it a, is it, is the new moon also as bright as a full moon? I, I wouldn't even know.
0: Uh, 90s comedian Peter Moon, I think, was the darkest. But the um, <laughs> the uh, that's that's one from my maybe my mum will remember that.
1: Reference. She's not listening. To She's <laughs>
0: definitely not listening. Sad
1: reality check for you. But um, it, but that type of marveling, you know, like I'm so divorced from. My physical reality in so many Keith ways. Keith Moon.
0: I should have said Keith Moon. Mm. That would have gotten a lot more traction. Your mum and your dad. <laughs> yes. Um, the uh, I, I grew up in Broken Hill, which mm-hmm. uh, for those who don't know, is in the Australian Outback. And um, yeah, I have a couple of memories because I was not um, a bushy kid. Um, I was, in, you know, I was very, um, you know, I was very into lounge rooms and TVs and um, hanging out in electrically lit spaces mm-hmm. um, almost exclusively, but yeah, I remember there were a couple of times. Um, I was already eighteen um, when I was when this happened, but I remember one night, like a bunch of us uh, going out and having this, like, we doing this really crappy teenage thing of going out and having giant egg wars, like oh, yeah. in the town, like across some city blocks, and yep. like leaving just broken eggs. Um, all over the, like, in places where people would have to clean them up. Mm-hmm. And there was one night where the moon was high enough that we just went out and we were able to go out and do it in the little bit of bushland uh, behind the flat that I was living in. And, um, yeah, it was... I, I remember not really clocking it for a while, like, uh, just just realising that we were... It was, you know, one in the morning, and it was, uh, you know, the moon was full enough and high enough that you could just see everything. Yeah. Like, that you could just have a functional...
1: And so you can see why, well, like, all the you know there are festivals around full moons and Mm. you know lots of traditional practices linked to the lunar calendar i I just think of like that's one of so many examples of things that kind of have lost their relevance no have entirely lost their relevance or um like to the
0: point where when people are trying when people are having new festivals now there's a almost a performative aspect of yeah it's like it's like oh no we want we need to go back to a, a a a time of higher ideal that's been very arbitrarily arbitrarily picked out of human history. It's like, oh, no, it's, you gotta read, it's like to, uh, the year 1213 was the exact right amount of um, <laughs> progress and technology and still not having stuff that uh, that humanity reached and everything since then has been garbage.
1: You always say that, 1213, you love <laughs> that. I do. I think it's like consecutive numbers. But the, the, the moon, even festivals, like, because we're here in the southern hemisphere and... I always find it dumb that we celebrate Easter. Like so Easter it's you know, it's the equinox and um
0: Is it the Equinox? I don't know.
1: Sorry, it's not Easter I what mean it's the
0: Christian Easter. But but it's 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 on the lunar calendar yeah. because
1: it's it's a, you know, pagan holiday that's yeah. you know signifies the start of spring. Yeah. So you have all these fertility symbols sure, sure. of like the eggs and you know, rabbits and, and things like that. And then, you know, they've built into narrative and we've kept those narratives and those narratives have been exported into the Southern Hemisphere now. Mm-hmm. And so there's all this, it's so stupid because like we're heading into winter like, at Easter time, but we're having these fertility it's celebrations, but we still have them. We're so divorced. I mean, this is like, this is not, not a good case for or against harnessing <laughs> electricity. But I, I I'm kind of
0: into it. I, I'm kind of into judging it, but also kind of into it. It's like the, um, uh, what's the specific term? It's like the, it's it's the festival equivalent of how, um, this, how there'll still be a disk icon on your laptop to say, like it'll still be yeah, a disk when word, you save so stuff. Um, but yeah, yeah, the idea, yeah, it had just um, narrative freight, like I guess it's a type of language artifact. Um, someone, who, an actual linguist might uh, dispute that. But yeah, the yeah things that we've, con- we've had to construct or that are a response to something that was uh, a necessary limitation of our life in the past, like the phases of the moon. Is now just a um, a little bit of junk. Had a a mimetic, yeah. But with heaps, but with heaps of heft and strength to it. In the case of something like Easter, where you go, oh yeah, like East, like the huge, um, yeah, the the huge sort of like damming effect, like uh, like a water dam, like the like the sort of, you know, the, the sunk costs of Easter happening every year. Um, that I find completely delightful. Like obviously I'm someone who loves that there are mm. just really arbitrary times in the year where it's like, oh no, everything has to sort of stop for a while or be a bit half-arsed. Yeah. It's not even that it stops. I love, so I love about Christmas and Easter and, yeah. and the periods like the month before and after it's just this, just everyone being like, well, you know, everything, everything we do is just going to be a bit half assed and underdone yeah. for this period of time because it's Easter. And I it's don't Christmas. ask me to do anything
1: after November. Exactly.
0: Yeah. yeah. And it's, yeah, I kind of, I kind of <laughs> really like that just because it's so arbitrary. Like the, the, the thing the thing of us meant to, like the stuff we were meant to be doing was already arbitrary. Yeah. And then it's being undermined by this equally arbitrary thing.
1: It's super fun actually how like you have now, I guess conservative public figures will lament that East has gone away from its meaning of, of Christ <laughs> and Rebo- mm. you know, which of course was not its original yeah, meaning it's in any so case. i like, sort of Oh like no, the, the, the point at which I affixed to has exactly has, has changed in meaning. I lament that it's it, but it's, it's interesting that it's so sticky an idea to, to, you know, have three days <laughs> of holiday or four yep. days of holiday that, that it has endured un, under the multiple changes despite having lost all of its... I guess it but despite a continual redefinition of function.
0: Yeah, that's probably the better way to put it. And, yeah, I, to me, yeah, it's in, the the idea of... Um, it it ties back into the idea of harnessing electricity, really in terms of the arguments for or against. Like if we're if we're looking at it as just, um, if 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 we say that harnessing electricity is almost just emblematic of the larger idea of crossing a technological threshold, or a threshold of um, engagement with the world in a certain way, like use of use of the of our environment in a certain way that means that certain things will be gained fundamentally certain things will be gained and certain things will be lost. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's the thing you highlighted before yeah. is that you gain, um, the ability to have spaces lit to your satisfaction or your, dis- or your a tremendous your,
1: strength and all that comes ex- with it. You know, yep, yep. manufacturing and,
0: and of um, course, yeah, I'm underselling the huge, um, the benefits of electricity. Well, <laughs> exactly. well now we can see it at nighttime. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Uh, for me, I just, I'm a real night owl. So yeah. I just keep coming back to that. Um, you know, refrigeration,
1: you know, we can have. Yeah. We can we can feed yes. you know, billions of people.
0: And this, and then meanwhile, there's a, uh, you know, the thing that gets lost is yeah, things like, um, a, a very specific type of engagement with the with the default uh, setup of the natural world. But it's
1: not just it's not just um,
0: what yeah, what else are we lost?
1: It's not just so there's. We lose, like, sorry, I just don't want that to be a small statement that we've lost a specific engagement with the natural world because it's not just the, like, okay, I started off saying, oh, I don't know what moon it is or what that even means. Isn't that sad? It's so much more than that because, you know, we at some point, and forgive me if this is a tirade, but we at some point have to reckon with the reality that we do live on in in a natural world um, that has, you know, spent aeons mapping a specific, pointing towards a specific function that we uh, resonate within and against. And by removing ourselves, by having the blinkers on and removing ourselves from that in a few key ways means that we don't make decisions that um, are able to resonate back healthily into that system. So, I mean, there's infinite examples Mm -hmm. around, you know, climate change or how we treat rivers or how we treat the ocean or anything like that, which which we are only able to do because we're so, because we've sort of severed the cord. Yeah. Um, and that's definitely come from the types of advances that we're talking about here, many of which are connected to harnessing electricity.
0: It's interesting, right? So there's a few... So that's really about ideas in a couple of key ways or, or at least narratives. So you're talking about... So, yeah, so it's a really good point that um, the idea of being able to take um, to take resources, from to take natural resources, which electricity is a natural resource. Mm-hmm. Well, this is... Yeah, this is my bigger point because uh, at one point we're going to have to rank the concept of natural and un- or unnatural. Yeah, let's do uh, that soon. That's a good yeah, one. yeah. Which for me, just you know, so I don't want to, I don't want to slide into that conversation, but I can happily spoil that for me. A lot of my frustrations, the thing I see that's dumb or unthought or reductive in a lot of. Uh, a lot of human stories and arguments seems to is often comes down to some version of the naturalism fallacy. The, yep. idea, the idea that there was a thing that was the natural. right way. Yeah. yeah. That, there's yeah. A, that anything is right or wrong or natural or unnatural. Yep. And I feel like, um, uh, it's, it's extremely pervasive across all idea spaces. The idea yeah, that, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. really and misused. And cause it's a, and cause for the, for any individual using it, it's a, it's a linear story. It's a linear storytelling mm-hmm. experience where, okay, at one point, at one point there was natural equilibrium and then there was a point where something unnatural occurred or was harnessed.
1: I think it's a courtesy to the listeners to pick a, an example of what you're talking about.
0: Yes. I think so. Um, the idea. You could Pick
1: literally anything. What, what do people say? is th- that natural? People that say it's natural to
0: eat meat. People say it's natural. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, Just to pick one. Totally. That's a good one. So, yeah. So the idea that, um, well, uh, so there's. Uh,
1: also, some people say it's natural not to eat meat. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yep,
0: yep. Um, uh or dairy things like that the uh, yeah the idea of whether or not we're meant yeah, the whether or not we're meant to eat something as an argument for eating it or not um as the uh, is, is a great example or um in terms of other fitness wellnessy discourse stuff the one i always think about is um the natural movement movement oh, right. which i have some good friends oh, i don't know anything about it so it's it's really just um uh i've got some good friends who are people i ad- admire and respect as um Good sciencey minds who are you know thought leaders in this natural movement space where basically mm-hmm. they it's the idea the part of it that I like is that they're coming back to it's the idea of being like oh movement and exercise and using your body can we can we can can be reduced back down to uh, an experience of just joyful exploration free of um, narratives of status or productivity or sport or things like that like it's a, that that's the part I like the idea that you yeah. can that you can just go and do a bunch of moving around um is that what they do that's that's a big part of what they do like a lot of it you'll just see they might be in a park and they're doing things that might be anywhere it's a big soup of different movement forms they might be doing something they might be having a wrestle they might be doing some contact impro stuff they might be on their own literally just exploring the movement like different types of movement patterns they're wearing pants usually yeah usually they're wearing you might surprise you that a lot of them are wearing quite quite hippie garb quite a bit (laughs) yeah right it's it's definitely it's new age and hippie adjacent culturally and subculturally um, this, that part, the part of being like the, the part of exploding the ideas of how and why you might use your body and for what purpose and it needing an external purpose is, is great. The part that I, that bumps that I bump on instinctively is the idea of there being movement, is, is, you know, cause a, a, a part of their discourse and the way I've seen them explain it is just like, Oh, well, you know, when we go into the gym, we're doing a bunch of invented movement patterns with this invented gear um, or when we're doing a sport, yeah. we're doing a bunch of invented movement patterns with this invented gear. And that's not how your body is meant to move. Your body was meant to just be doing more primal things like just, I don't know, um, this, uh, the splits or whatever the, the specific <laughs> natural <laughs> movement instructor yeah. is trying to do. Or you're grappling around. And to me, that, um, the idea that at one point – point, like, yeah. and obviously, don't get me wrong, as someone who uh, gets paid to teach people how to use a gym – Gyms are absurd environments in a really clear way, which is we've completely abstracted the... You, you're abstracting the idea of exercise from any incidental... Being an incidental part of life, and you're yeah, making it just... Distilling this, it. You're distilling into this thing. Also, um, the idea of a barbell and uh, invented exercises is, like, a really efficient way It's to get um, quick and uh, effective um results out of a body you know like you can get an effect like at one point all that happened is at one point we were like oh a bunch of people have gotten this incidental result from the stuff they've done in their lives which is a certain type of physicality and it'd be fun can we codify a way to give more people that and it's like oh it turns out if we use this type of resistance item if we put it in their hands and get them to use it then more people can get to it quicker um that's that's all that's the only reason why something like a deadlift or a barbell squat was invented and to me that's uh, it's ju- it's just a new tool for the yeah. thing, and the idea that it's I mean yeah it's there's it's intrinsically silly, um, but to me that's not a reason to there's not really a reason to dislike anything like as in no
1: yeah. no it's not it's not an actual it's not a useful value statement if, if I imagine in the abstract I would need to recover from an injury and if I use a Pilates machine I can recover three times quicker yeah I'm not gonna be like oh well I shouldn't use the machine because it's not natural. In the past, I would have just had a bad injury for a longer period yeah, of time. And, and that's, that's and not useful I, thinking. Yeah.
0: And I guess the other thing at naturalism fallacy is the idea of like, oh, no, not using the Pilates machine will build more character, more connection to the actual nature of existence. And yeah, so, right. And to me, I just, I don't see the, I don't see enough of the actual evidence of that. Like, as in, I feel like the person who existed before the Pilates machine would exist would look at that, would, if you told them that that might exist one day, it would be like, Well, actually, if they're a human, they might be distrustful and cynical. But really, probably once they got a go of it, they'd be like, oh, yeah, everyone should use these. So It's it's complicated. So just to use this as a
1: a, a microcosm of the bigger conversation we're having, I think we can comfortably dismiss the idea that uh, before electricity was better because it was closer, like intrinsically better because it was some more natural living. But I think there's still something... Then, then it becomes like all well, the cost benefit, you know. Yeah. Like we, we've certainly invented things that have made our lives worse. For example, you yeah. know, like if you think of, um, oh goodness, I, I'm, I'm, for some reason all I can think of <laughs> in my head is Forrest Gump, where he wears the leg braces. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's the only example I have. You know, uh, of a bad invention. But you know, maybe
0: maybe maybe quite a few types of weapon. For yeah. Instance. Okay, that's a much better <laughs> example.
1: Yeah. So like, so the question is essentially, do would, would you put the Pandora? Would you if you could close Pandora's box before? Um, the harnessing of electricity came out. Would you? And so, then we, we have to accept with good grace that, like, all the incredible benefits we have. Like, it's one thing to romance the romanticize the past, yeah. but but there are all sorts of um, of things that we wouldn't be able to do for each other and with each other that that are tremendously positive that we can do. Even though, like, you know, having a phone sucks overall. I think, which is
0: particularly... See, so so, yeah, no, I, I think you'd phone, like it. For overall. me, I think having a phone overall is rules.
1: Oh, I just feel like if I could watch the video of my life and hurl it into the sea, like like that's what I'd be screaming. I, I'd be like, I, hurl it into the sea. What I, are you doing? I get, get
0: that. It. I get that though, because like it's it's funny, right? Because I feel like a lot of people's critique of it is based on that narrative of like, oh, we all we all look so stupid from the outside. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not living my life. No, that's not it. No, I
1: don't feel like that at all. Like that,
0: but yeah, the oh, we all look so stupid walking along with our. Heads oh no, down. who cares about that?
1: Yeah. no, I'm just much more like I, I'm not. I don't feel like I have a good control of when I choose to use it. Yeah, no, right. I feel like i have a very poor...
0: Maybe thing. I'm just a more... I mean, I'm a fairly moderate personality, so I tend to um, maybe... Like, I've, I've noticed that I don't... Like, uh, that my behaviours around my phone aren't as compulsive. Like, they're plenty compulsive, but they're not... Sorry, you're saying good. I'm not a moderate personality. So I'm so, is that I, the implication? Dear listeners, we'll let you... If anyone wants to write in and weigh in on this topic about... Uh, We're not publishing this. Sorry. <laughs> um, the... Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I feel like because I didn't get my smartphone until I was uh, around 30, mm-hmm. um, I feel like I've got a pretty good, and I'm 37 now, I feel like I've got a pretty good control, like as best as I can. I've got a good scientific control on whether my life was better or worse before. And, yeah, f- personally, obviously it's a very personal thing, but, yeah, I, I way prefer having the phone, specifically the smartphone. Mm. But um, but that's that's not me being dismissive of all of the people. I mean I know there's a lot of people who feel that their phone is the thing in their life that's that's cursing their life. I yeah would sure gent- I would that's, gently that's I one. would gently push back on the idea that it's necessarily that. Like it's pretty yeah. easy, particularly cuz I just don't I don't know if I buy that the specific experiences that we're having with the smartphones are that new that it's been that much of a paradigm shift. Like obviously in certain obvious ways it has been a gigantic paradigm shift. But let me put it this way. I was at least as good at procrastinating before I had the smartphone. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, that's I think that's the big thing. Like, I definitely wasn't wasting my life less before I had this, you know, extra extra efficient way to do it. Do you it. think it, that
1: I feel I feel like this is a whole other topic? Sure. Yes. Yeah. yeah
0: that's great. Let's let's uh, pivot back. So so
1: so, so you know, smartphones is one of many things that we get to have with electricity. I, one of my favorite things to do is to play laser tag. I love it. You don't have so that. So good. Electricity.
0: That was my um yeah the, my first job when I was uh, in year seven was um. Uh, and my dad's laser tag place that he briefly owned in broken hill amazing it, did, it didn't stay open for more than 12 months it was a terrible thing to try and make a go of in broken hill but oh, man it's such we, a shame we had a good time that year it's so great um i do i think the cost like the cost that you zeroed in on before i think is a really good and worthwhile one just to, to unpack back a little bit more that idea of that yeah anything any technological advancement that divorces us from that means that we that the majority of us don't have to think and engage with
1: objective and measurable truths.
0: Yeah. Of, about this, about the world and how it's actually, how it's sustained mm. about how the things we do sustain, how sustainable they are and the effects that we're having on a mass level to the, to to ourselves and others. I think that's the, you're right. That's a pretty huge cost. And I think most technological it's, you can certainly argue that most technological advances um, have that cost in them, intrinsic to them in some level.
1: There's, I guess, an unspoken element of this is that you know a lot of people will be thinking that, all well, for the past two centuries of electricity generation, also the cost of that has been, you know, uh, pouring a bunch of stuff into the atmosphere that we yeah. don't yeah. have a good handle on how to undo or to deal with the consequences of. Yeah. So that's that's a big cost that that hasn't is well I mean is hasn't been separated until very slowly now. Yeah. What are the other major costs?
0: I'm sure a lot of people would talk about the, you know, just a lot of people stress out about the just the homogenization of human experience. I'm less stressed about that personally, but mm-hmm. I, it feels like an argument, feels like a thing that a lot of people would be shouting at us as they're listening to it.
1: So the yes. internet is another one that would fall out of this conversation. Maybe is an idea to look at.
0: Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Just the idea of like, yeah, are you flattening? Is is the plurality of what different people's lives are like being, muted um, to a to a point which is problematic
1: the more we talk about this the more i think about it it comes down to like a fund like is it good to fundamentally have control over nature and the world around you and mm. i think yes because like you know we're, it, when we're blind in the world and and uh just survival products of the chaos around us it is we suffer consequences that are far harder and it's hard to achieve the things that we're co- collectively interested in doing yeah the downside is the things that we're collectively interested in doing you know, are, I guess, internet porn and, yes. <laughs> like, war. So so uh, that that's one to balance out. But at the same time, you know, without, without um, being able to harness electricity, we we'll, would never be able to uh, undo a lot of the mess that we've done. Mm. Um, but also, you know, to go to, if you think of deep future, you know, to, to set yeah. up space, co- like, all that sort of yeah. stuff is unimaginable without being able to harness electricity
0: in the way that we can. not be done. And, yeah, I guess um, the idea of... Um, that control i guess so i guess you, the other way to counter that is to say that you've got once you've got a level of control over nature that works at humongous scale so by that i mean you know um electricity the harnessing of electricity is being broken at a at a world society level mm-hmm. um and you know what that means is ultimately that control is being like, as soon, once you scale up any control of anything, then you're putting the control into certain people's... Just into, into the hands of certain people. Yeah. Like, you're putting a hierarchy on systems, that control. Yeah. As in, I don't know how to harness electricity. Sure. Um, like, I benefit from it day in, day out, but um, there are people who have that leverage over me that they are the people who are regulating and, con- and actually controlling... Actually harnessing the electricity and making it available to me.
1: And it becomes a, a potentially critical weakness because that's taken away like you know we always talk about you know are in the security of our systems you know what would it, how many days of electricity could we survive without and things like that
0: yeah yes
1: would you pick if you i guess it comes down to if you could pick to live in a society now without it would you and how much would how much how vehement are you in that position
0: well i mean we can get right on rank i think the best way to think about it is to, to rank, rank it. us on the list would yep. you would you rather live in a society without electricity or would you rather live in a society without lunch
1: i think i'd rather live in a society without oh geez that is hard it's probably c- without it's lunch one. but only but like it's the it's the unfair caveat on lunch which mm. are and this is where we refine the ideas because i That's think it. that you know you can eat a lot of meals together without yeah, having specifically what lunch is.
0: Yeah, I do feel like I don't feel too bad about making them making these two fight it out because I, f- to me, mm-hmm. I feel like harnessing electricity and lunch are at similar levels of specificity of scale yeah. as an idea. Okay. Yeah,
1: I think I think definitely I would rather live in a world with generosity than one and, and without le- electricity than the other way around. Yeah,
0: I f- to me that's it's yeah it's no I I feel like again I and I f- to me electricity scores comfortably over mail for me so to me it's yeah to me instinctively the lunch versus harnessing electricity was the is the decision to be made
1: where are you currently sitting
0: i'm probably sitting on lunch above it as well i do feel like yeah i feel like lunch i feel like the best version of lunch i feel like the more great concepts we surround it with and the less crap concepts we surround it with the stronger lunch is going to be yeah and i feel like that's and that's,
1: that's the champion of the idea, you know, yeah. if you're advocating for lunch, you're not saying, yes, you know, let's sit sad and hunched over and
0: that's it. Yeah. And, and, and since, and bearing in mind what this will ultimately stand as this podcast will ultimately stand as is a master list where people can pick exactly a, t- a top, whatever they want, mm-hmm. number of ideas to take into the new society that they themselves are going to form. Yeah, And I think, yeah, like you want, you want those top ideas. It's not just the best ideas, but the best ideas, then exponentially value added by each other. Yes. It's
1: good. The ecosystem.
0: Exactly. You want, yeah, you want, it needs to be, a fun, like, it can't just, it needs to be, if it's top 50 ideas, then it's top 50 ideas that really together form a great society.
1: Look, put it this way. If... Electricity didn't exist. I wouldn't think to invent it. If lunch didn't exist, yeah, <laughs> it would be, be extremely high on my agenda. Like, why don't we just get together and <laughs> eat? That'd be great. Yeah, great. yeah. Okay, I think cool. we've done it. So car- right.
0: current review, slotting in at the new number three, uh, above uh, above the concept of mail and below the concept of lunch, and then generosity, which is still holding fast as our number mm-hmm. one. Uh, we have the concept of harnessing electricity. All right, let's
1: go electrify up some lunch. <laughs> I'm buying. <laughs> mile agree.